0: Hey there! Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, where we talk all things Ermia as an association and all things higher education risk management and insurance. Let's get to it.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ermia Matters podcast. I'm Craig McAllister. I'm the Executive Director of Risk Management for the University of Miami. I'm a member of Ermia's board and today's guest host. Today's topic is the Ermia peer review process. With us today are Robin Oldfield, the Associate Vice President for Audit Risk and Compliance and Chief Risk Officer at the University of Dayton, Mark Anderson, the Executive Director of Enterprise Risk Management at the University of Pittsburgh, and Gary Langsdale, the Education Manager for ERMIA. I'd like each of the guests to give us some background on themselves, starting with Robin.
0: So I've been at the University of Dayton for 21 years, associate vice president of audit risk and compliance. Over the years, I started with environmental health and safety and risk management insurance and have since added the internal audit, compliance, enterprise risk management, and most recently, emergency management as well
1: it's quite the portfolio thank you robin
2: mark hi mark anderson i've been at the university of pittsburgh for about six months so i just got past my probation period so i'm really happy about that my my background uh, over the last several years was at an academic medical center where i developed an enterprise risk management program there and um, oversee both operational risk management and enterprise uh, risk management at the University of Pittsburgh. My background is as a CPA and as a recovering lawyer.
1: Thanks, Mark. And Gary?
3: Well, I'm pleased to say that I've been the education manager at ERMIA on a part-time basis for the last two and a half years, two plus years. And before that, I spent the most recent 16 years as the assistant vice president and chief risk officer for. The Pennsylvania State University and was in manufacturing risk management previously.
1: Thanks, Gary. To start off today with the peer review process, I'm asking Gary to to run through and describe the ERMIA process at a high level.
3: Okay, sure. So the process really begins with an institution expressing interest in having a peer review that would contact the ERMIA National Office staff and we would get back to the to the risk manager or to whomever at the institution and uh, have an informal conversation about their desires their scope what they're really looking for and then ermia would propose a more formal scope document with areas that we would recommend be reviewed, and documents we might like to see, and and people we might like to speak with by title. We would also talk about who might be selected as peers or proposed as peers. The peers come from Ermia's institutional members, and there would be a conversation from our perspective about who has expressed previous interest in being a peer and participating in a peer review, the institution uh, might have some ideas. We would construct it in a way so that it's like kinds of institutions. So for a state-affiliated university, we might choose risk managers who are in a, a state university. For Privates, we would focus on privates for a community college. We might find someone with that experience. And so it would be up to the institution and the ERMIA staff to agree upon the peers and agree upon the scope. There is a charge for the service which is really based on a cost covering. Ermia would like to make a slight profit. We're a nonprofit entity, but we'd like to cover our costs and contribute to Ermia's overall budget with this process. And then we would set a schedule. And hopefully, we find that the process works very well when the peers have an opportunity to be on campus, to see the campus, to meet in person with various constituents of the risk management office. In our most recent effort, because of the pandemic, everything we did was online, was by Zoom, and that worked surprisingly well. And in the future, we just debriefed about our peer review at the University of Pittsburgh, and the peers concluded that there might be some sort of a hybrid. That's I think that's the word of the month these days: is a hybrid experience for a peer review, where some of the interviews could be conducted. Uh, by Zoom at, at the, everyone's mutual convenience, but perhaps have an on-campus segment to get a better feel for the campus and the people and uh, how things are laid
1: out. And what is the, the output from the peer review?
3: So, the thank you. That's a great question. Thanks. The output is a report. The, it usually comes as an informal discussion with the risk manager first, to make sure that we've captured things correctly, we haven't misunderstood anything that we've been told or misunderstood, a structure or a program, we would then put that into a formal report. Now, The form of the report would depend on the institution and their desires. Some schools, particularly those who are subject to -to right-to-know laws, might wish for a high-level overview instead of a detailed written report. Others might choose to have it protected by an attorney-client privilege, and the engagement would come from the general counsel's office. Still others are just looking for a detailed report that they can use to improve their program or fine-tune it, depending on what the results are.
1: Thank you, Gary. I'd like to start off with with asking Robin, really, what went into the decision to have a peer review, and how did you make that decision?
0: So in 2017, the University of Dayton decided to take an approach where we were centralizing our approach to managing risk, and that's when we brought internal audit, compliance, enterprise risk management with environmental health and safety and and risk management insurance under one umbrella – and in that transition, we thought it would be really helpful. At the same time, we were starting our enterprise risk management program and wanted to make sure that we were approaching it very thoughtfully, that we had the appropriate resources, the appropriate reporting structure to move forward with that model.
1: And thank you. And with that being uh, three, over three years ago I now, I guess, I'm, I'm asking with Mark, how was the decision made at the University of Pittsburgh?
2: So it's interesting. The the ERM effort at Pittsburgh has had some stops and starts over the years and picked back up again during COVID last year, which led to my hiring. But prior to my hiring, the previous risk manager had started engaging Gary and the ERMIA peer review team to come in and, and look at the operational risk management side of of the University of Pittsburgh. When, when Yvonne retired and I started, she suggested that I still go forward with it even though I was new. And so what we decided to do instead of looking at all of the operations, which would be ERM as well as the operational risk management side, we focused on going forward with just the operational risk management side. We actually thought it would be a good idea to look at where we were at, especially as someone who was new to the university, and to identify any potential, potential gaps between kind of where best practices were and kind of where we were. So for us, we looked at it as a potential roadmap to, to see how we could close the gap. And for, somebody, for me being new, it, 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 it's, it was perfect to, to identify those things. Okay. And how
1: much preparation did you have to do prior to the review? And, and what, what was needed
2: for that? Is that the question to me? Yes. So there was a good bit. Once Gary and I kind of engaged a good bit during the fall, and you know they sent out uh, kind of a, a long list of document requests. Once we got the scope of what of what we were going to what they were going to look at, and so there was a I think just kind of in in four or five different categories a number of document requests about documents that we we have or we don't have. There was also based again on the scope of what what we had kind of agreed upon a number of people that they wanted to interview throughout the organization for me it was particularly challenging because i some of the folks that the peers were looking to interview i hadn't met myself yet because it just started two or three months after i got here so it was both hey i'm the new erm guy by the way can you do me a favor and you know, interview with the peer review folks who are coming in to take a look at our our operational risk management processes. So, from that perspective, it was very challenging. Thankfully, we weren't into in a renewal period right at that right at the time. So, the staff and I worked were able to pull stuff together, and you know, wonderful in terms of pulling it together. But it was. It was challenging, and I guess the last part I would say, in coordinating all the interviews, I I relied on an administrator within the CFO's office, who I just said, look, please help me on bended knee. And she was able to really, really arrange all the interviews in a really efficient manner over about a two or three week period. So. I, I was glad it actually came off without too many hitches, frankly, but it was it was challenging for us in, in the office. And a lot of the folks at Pittsburgh really chipped in to really hopefully provide, I think, provide good information to the peers. Well,
1: that's certainly challenging, Mark, when you're getting you know, into a new situation. You don't know who all the players are, you know, just got the set of keys to the new house and, and don't know where the, the water meter is, I guess. Right. But Robin, having, having been there for a few more years, at, at Dayton. How was the experience for you in, in prepping for this and and for, I guess, scheduling certainly for the interviews?
0: So in, in preparation, it was actually, it was quite a robust amount of information that we gathered. I, I almost felt bad for our, our peer review team having to go through all of that information, but it, it was an exercise that was really helpful as we were re-envisioning this new what we call ARC, audit risk and compliance umbrella, because we were pulling all of these things together and really similar to Mark focusing on the enterprise risk management initiative, but really looking at it holistically. And so it it really, even though it felt like a heavy lift in the moment, really paid dividends in the long run because we were able to really pull it all together and, and really show the benefit of how it fit under that umbrella. So once we got all of that information together, there was a lot of back and forth with the team and how they wanted it presented and certain things that may have been missing or that would be helpful. And we were able to really work well together and and that back and forth we actually were decided that we wanted to bring a lot of people to the table i I will give mark credit it is it is quite a feat to bring a lot of these people together but what a great way for being introduced to to your your stakeholders we had uh, about 16 different groups so we grouped them by different different categories so for example we had the, the deans and the provost office, the finance, the administrative services, legal, athletics, you know, those types of, of groups. And we would bring them in and we would brief the, the peer review team on what group was coming in and give them just a little bit of background, their names. And then we would leave and they would spend the time having discussion with them. And that that was extremely beneficial, even though it was challenging to get all of those people together in that short period of time. It really it, that was one of the highlights of of the peer review.
1: Okay. And did both of you, or, or were both of you the project manager for the process internally?
2: Yes, that yeah, was the okay. And with Gary and a team. And.
1: How did you find, you know, the the request for information, the request from the peer group? You know, Robin, you said you'd provided a lot of information, but did, did you feel that it was burdensome? Was it appropriate? Was there more information you felt that you should have provided?
0: I felt like it was appropriate. I think they asked for things that were important. Like I said, especially we we took a more holistic view, so we were able to share it in a manner that I felt that. I had complete confidence, uh, even though a lot of it could be considered confidential information. We were, you know, sharing policies and and things along those along those lines. But it, I felt like the process went very well.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with Robin. We had spent considerable time prior on the scope of the of the review itself, and so in a very kind of logical fashion. The documents that were being requested flowed directly from the scope of the peer review itself. And so there didn't seem to be, I, I, you know, excessive amounts, at least in my mind. And, you know, it just took a while for us to gather the information, but it, it, it frankly, it also pointed out some additional organizational challenges we have with where documents are and where they're located. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're not so easily at our fingertips. And this process actually, which I think I knew before, but it highlighted it highlighted that fact. It's one of the things that even prior, you know, there, there are certain internal drives that we just need to clean up and they need to be cleaned up prior to me getting there. This highlighted that. And so, although not mentioned specifically in the report, it is one of the internal things that we have to do that, that I think this process highlighted as well.
1: Sure, it's good to a new set of eyes take a look at that as you came into the institution,
3: Craig. One of the other aspects of this peer review that both of our guests have not commented on yet, but I can speak from experience from having undergone peer reviews in the past, is the anxiety over having your institution, your office reviewed. Do we have everything we need? Are the peers going to be satisfied with what we have? What are the recommendations going to be like? What is my boss going to think about what the recommendations are? That That is all the source of some personal anxiety as you're putting everything together. When you read a, a, a document that the peers have asked for that hasn't been reviewed or updated in the last number of years, you think, oh, man. this." <laughs> This this document needs work.
1: Well, I, I do think that that would be you know that's one of the brave components, especially Robin. You know, you you know where everything is, and where Mark, you're you're just coming in, and that's a, a you know a different you know, kind of opens your eyes to to what is going on. So, but just having the process sounds like there was value in that, not just necessarily the the outcome from that. Were there any specific surprises other than the process, but specific surprises that you came upon during this process?
0: I would say for me, the the surprise and the benefit of just really having, we we were very blessed. We had just the A-team of A-team peer reviews and having them interact with our leadership and the meetings and the dialogue that were happening, really, that was the biggest value for us is... It really brought a lot of credibility and confidence into the room. And then the recommendations and the evaluation that happened, really, the, the leadership really paid attention. There was so much buy-in, and it really helped us seize the moment. Because as we all know at our institutions, we get this initiative fatigue that happens, especially amongst senior leadership. And you're trying to build consensus. We, we generated this excitement and this momentum that was really beneficial. And I, I really think that it had a lot to do with the group that was around the table. The, the peer reviewers were just really highly respected colleagues. And from that peer to peer institution, I think brought so much value. And that was such a pleasant surprise, walking through this. Yes, going into it, I felt very vulnerable. But walking out of it, there was certainly things that were identified that we needed to work on, but we had some buy in. And that was really for us, one of the pleasant surprises at at the end of the day.
2: I would say from my perspective, when I was contemplating going forward with this, and there, there was a there was a go, no, go point early on with this, because my anxiety was look, I, I've been here for literally two minutes and and now there's a peer review coming in on on an operation that I'm still myself trying to get an understanding of, so I, I talked with my my boss, who's the CFO at at Pitt, and we kind of thought it, thought it through. And I think where we ended was to because I was you know at Pittsburgh to really start up an ERM program, but the operational risk management program has been at Pitt for obviously for forever. So. We decided to, to focus in on that and perhaps have the peers come back at some point in the future once I have a little bit more grounding in the ERM program to do that. As I thought about what could possibly be the outcome of the peer review, my staff was very anxious because they were obviously the ones who were here. They had been here for quite some time. They're institutionalists. And so they were very concerned about what could come about of this. And I understood that concern. I told them as a former auditor, I would hate to be audited, frankly. And, but I never, I never was audited. I always did the scaring. I I was never on the scary side, I guess. So, but I, I, I just kind of told them that, look, this is what I think is going to come out of this. And I gave them, you know, three or four bullet points in, in, in a few of our meetings. Here's what I think is going to be said. Here's what I think folks are going to say about us. Here's what I think they're going to find. And I said, and, and if that's kind of where things shake out, I think we can survive that as a team. And I emphasized the fact that we are a team and that the fact that they were here didn't make it seem like this is all you guys and I'm new. So therefore, I have no skin in the game. Made it clear to them that I had skin in the game from the moment I accepted the job to the moment I started the job. But that this could actually be something that we leverage in the future in terms of us taking, if we're going to be doing an ERM process and evaluating other risk management processes across the university, then maybe it's a good idea that we look at ourselves and we've, we've actually kicked the tires and, and went underneath the hood also. So I, I thought, you know, here's where I think the peers are going to land on some, fines said, maybe some minor things, but I think the big themes, we already know what they are and they're just going to confirm those things. And so in that regard, there were no surprises because during the, you know, initial review of the findings and the observations, recommendations, as well as the, the, the final review, frankly, there, there really weren't. And my boss and I talked about it and, you know, said, look, this is what we need. It's a, it's a good document to have that we can use going forward. But frankly, we already started moving in a direction. And so this is helpful. And I think it gives us good capital to say, look, we're looking at ourselves, we're going to be looking at other folks as as well. So I think a lot of that also had to do, I definitely echo Robin, the peers themselves were excellent. And Gary was, you know, and I know he's on the call, but I I would say, I just saw him last week in person, I would say this in person to him, he was a great kind of navigator of the process, and was very transparent. And frankly, as an auditee, that's all you can ask for as someone who's transparent, kept us in a loop the whole way. So even if I didn't, if I wasn't right about what I thought the, the findings would be, every step of the way, Gary was giving me kind of heads up on here's where we're going, here's where we're leaning. So in that regard, he made it a more non-surprise event. And I think we now have something we can use as a document to go forward to close some of the gap, gaps that I think I had already anticipated when I started.
1: Um, I I have one final question, and I would put this to, to both of you, is if you knew then what you know now, would you do it again?
2: Yes. Yeah, without question. No, there's a, there's a benefit. There's way more upside than downside. And, I, and the downside is just, uh, as Gary indicated, some anxiety amongst the staff uh, about basically, you know, uh, their operation being reviewed that they're a part of. But no, I, I would absolutely do it again. And Robin?
0: Absolutely. And and if anything, I, I might even request for another one down the road just to do a, um, here's where we were in 2017, here's where we are five years later, what's, what's the progress, and then really help us to even push it further down the line. I, I, as I looked back, knowing that this podcast was coming up, I looked back at the report and trying to gauge some of the process based on the recommendations and, and keeping it fresh. And I think that it's been something that I've been able to go back to and really utilize. And if I had it to do over again, what what groups of people that I would have the team really interview and, and areas that I would delve a little deeper into and, and maybe target it a little more. So I, I Certainly would do it again, and um, hindsight's always great. And if I ever do get an opportunity to do it again, then I would certainly highlight some areas to try and delve into those those specialty areas.
1: Thanks, Robin, and I'd like to thank all three of you, Robin, Mark, and Gary, for talking today about the peer review process. So thank you for listening to another episode of Ermia Matters, and that's a wrap. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about
2: Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library.